0: The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite
1: vanilla. And it's free. Welcome in. We've saved a special space just for you. We've saved a space where you can allow yourself to be who you have always dreamed to be. One without apologies for who you are. And one without fear. One where you can simply be authentically you. The show is called Authentically Kinky, and it is presented by Dating Kinky and is powered by Clips for Sale. Your host is John, also known as Hi There, Catsuit, and each week they visit with kink and fetish personalities to bring you their stories. Now go to that safe space in your mind and meet someone who's just like you who has lived their life finding out why they are who they are and living a life that is authentically kinky.
2: Welcome to Authentically Kinky. I am privileged to be in the wonderful dungeon space. Stay in the middle lunch. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Of Mistress Riley in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I think I may be in for it. Hello, Mistress Riley. Hello.
0: How are you doing? I am
2: feeling beautifully.
0: For feeling beautifully yes. thus that's done. You and I ask DNA again.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> you and I have been wanting to do this for a long time. Yes. Yeah. What was it that made you go, hmm, this is an interesting podcast that I might like to be on? <laughs> Why? Well, I started
0: seeing your Instagram and so right. you're worth the bone. Um, yeah. So I started following you on Instagram because I had seen you interview a lot of pro DOMs in the Minneapolis area. Okay, I was like, who is this guy? I gotta <laughs> check him out. <laughs> so I started following you, and I thought it was such a good idea to, um travel around the country and interview these pro-doms and, you know, give people the opportunity to get to know them a little bit deeper. Um, And I also, like, loved your
2: overall demeanor
0: and you just seem like you're having a good time
2: with your life. Thank you. So we always try to get to know people by asking them the first five, which is five questions about firsts. Okay. Okay. First time you ever had an inkling that you might be kinky? Mm. First time?
0: <laughs> um, consciously or unconsciously? Because there's a little bit of a difference there. I think we should go with both. Both. Okay. So my first experience with anything kinky or um, fetish-esque was when i was 10 years old i used to take the trash can from the bathroom into my bedroom and i used to pee in it (laughs) and there was something about it that was so exhilarating and exciting you know it was kind of naughty and taboo and nobody knew what i was doing um so I would pee in the basket and then immediately go and like in the, the toilet to <laughs> clean it, probably, you know, because I was feeling shameful or something silly like that. Um, so that was my first experience um with anything in this realm. When I was in high school, that's when I really started to become conscious of um my kinky inklings. Um It would usually happen when I was dating somebody and I would just automatically start biting them or like, oh, let's take this candle wax that, you know, from this candle that is not safe for play. Let's just be clear about that. But I didn't know any better when I was, you know, in high school. So I would just take the candle and be like, oh, I'm just going to pour this all over you and not really... I hadn't ever seen anything before or experienced anything before. It just felt like it was there. Um, So those were the first times that I really started to, to notice that, you know, something something was there.
2: When is the first time that you saw an image of yourself that made you go, that is who I am meant to be?
0: An image of myself. So I had always had these fantasies, you know, right around the time that I was 18, 19, um, I had had these experiences with, with the people that I was dating. And I just remember having these fantasies of sitting down and rubbing my legs and feeling the
1: softness
0: of my pantyhose. Mm-hmm. And just wanting to like boss somebody around um, and have somebody, you know, kind of be surprised when they saw me. Like I would be sitting there waiting and it would be like fostered. You know?
2: Do you remember your first pro session and how you felt going into it?
0: I do remember my first pro session, yes. Um, it was in February of 2019 um how did I feel I felt really exhilarated um I had been conversing with this person who you know was I was a young man and he was very nervous about you know coming to see me and um we did the session I just remember feeling so fucking happy and like this is amazing, and I can't believe that I'm that this is happening, and I get to do this to somebody, and that they want to be here, and that they want to pay me for it.
2: First time you realized that safe words were important. Mmm.
0: I expand on that for me. And. In-
2: either your fet life or your bio you talk about people Mm, who are intelligent enough to know what safe words are and how to use
0: yes so i so i work at a club called ground zero it's amazing you should check it out um a lot of people who are new to the community end up at ground zero it's the first place that i went when i was 21 um and a lot of these folks maybe don't know how to use their safe word or even know what it is. Um, and so, you know, I've I've come across that a few times with people who get really confused about, you know, that they even need to advocate for themselves in scenes. Um, and, you know, to that, I will say like any scene that you're doing, um, whether you're with your friends, or your partner, or the pro dom, um, you need to know how to advocate for yourself um, and how to speak up if things are are not feeling okay, and that's part of being, in my opinion, a responsible bottom, a responsible submissive. I don't know you, you know. A lot of times, if you're coming to see me at Ground Zero, you're coming to see me in a private session. Like, this is the first time we're engaging. Um, everybody is different. And so one person's, you know, growl can mean that they're just getting started. They're getting excited. Another person can growl. And that means, you know, it's too much or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't always know that if we don't know you personally, we don't know your body. So you, you need to take a partial responsibility in being able to advocate for yourself and communicating with your top
2: That first time at Ground Zero, which for those of you who don't know, Ground Zero is a place where Bondage-a-Go-Go happens. It is a twice monthly or once monthly?
0: So actually, so I perform there once a month, Mm -hmm. but every Saturday night there is a -a Bondage-a-Go-Go show um, with different doms.
2: And so it is one of the beautiful things about Minneapolis, a public performance of bondage and fetish yes tell me about the first time you (laughs) stepped on stage um okay so it was october
0: of 2018 um and i had ever since i went into ground zero when i was 21 i remember walking to the back pews and seeing the dom back there and being like oh yeah i want that (laughs) <laughs> and so, like, for me, it felt like a dream come true, like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually working at this club that, like, I thought was only in my dreams. <laughs> and it was so much fun. Like, I just and I still have fun every time I'm there. It's just amazing.
2: Fun is an important word for Mistress Riley. And when we come back on Authentically Kinky, we will talk about the role of play. Mm. Yes. Yes. Although I'm, um,
0: um,
1: well, what's she gonna do? You can't go anywhere. Mm. <laughs> this is authentically kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale. With special thanks to our partners: FetishCon, Masuna Music, Kingster Merch, Medusa Media Management, and The Adventures of Ultra Girl. Authentically Kinky is on the web at authenticallykinky.com. You can find us on social media on X and FetLife at AuthKinkyPod and on Instagram and YouTube at AuthenticallyKinkyPodcast. This is the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. We're celebrating
0: our 25th anniversary this year. That's 25 years of fighting for your rights. NCSF got the American Psychiatric Association to change their diagnostic manual so kinky people can no longer be called sick just because of how we like to have sex. And now we've gotten the American Law Institute to create a legal framework for consent to kink called Explicit Prior Permission. Please join our coalition. We're just like you,
1: kinky and polyamorous volunteers who are making these great changes, and you can help.
2: For more information, visit ncsfreedom.org.
1: Did you know that there's a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Join now at VenusConnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's VenusConnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. This is Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky, and here, once again, is your host, John. Or as we like to call them, Hi There, Catsuit.
2: Welcome back to Authentically Kinky, in the wonderful dungeon of Mistress Riley of Minnesota.
0: and mm-hmm. I kinda smell your breath, that's a little bit stinky.
2: And I had Altoids earlier. Smudge. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little dreamy, honestly. In dream A Little bit in dreamland. <laughs> It's a good place to be. West be. Then. But. Uh, show nice
0: some so, she wants your daughter. Yeah. What? And I'm pretty sure, yeah. you know, right where you would be.
2: She's sleeping. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. wow. Uh, we also. <laughs> yeah. Anything how long um, I seem to remember that you and I started a dialogue before a Pinky college
0: oh yes because I thought that you were going to be teaching at one and,
2: and I, then you weren't And I wasn't and then you were <laughs> I do love teaching kinky college was the first place I ever did teach Okay. This is the first place you taught. What class did you teach? I taught, uh, taught. I'm a little tongue tied. Even without a gag, I'm a little tongue tied. <laughs> I taught a class called Kindness and Other Kinks, which has okay. become my trademark class. Uh-huh. And it's about how kindness and kink absolutely goes together. It does. It does. Some of the most Kind things that have ever happened to me came in the intensity of impact and pain. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. A little bit of a conundrum there. <laughs>
2: <That's so beautiful>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you talk in your biography and also on fat about a role of play. <laughs> that as adults we forget what it's like to play. Yes. I have an improv background. That's one we call doing scenes is playing. Yeah. Tell me when that just resonated with you and made you realize that that would define your style so much.
0: Um, when I first came into the kink community, um, a lot of the folks that I first started playing with are the ones who called it play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time that, you know, as somebody who was doing these scenes that I was like laughing and giggling and like having just such a fun time. And, you know, I think sometimes if, if you go to, you know, a porn site or something, like there's, there can be this image of, you know, really stern, strict, doms who are like really mean Um, and don't get me wrong I love to play that role too (laughs) Um, but you know most of the time when I'm playing I just I naturally laugh and giggle and like just big and elated Um, and it does feel like play it does feel like play especially you know if I get to do some kind of role play situation (laughs) is this
2: as you were attaching me to your very sturdy cross... Intense. There was a definite connection that I felt. Really? The way you touched, the way you tied, the method in which you would even attach the belts. Everything was methodical and purposeful. Very home Is that important for a donk?
0: methodical and purposeful I think that there's a balance I think that there's a balance between planning things out being very particular and making space for that improv Mm -hmm. um and so for me you know I had this idea I'm like okay I want to put you on the cross I definitely want some rope I definitely want you know this but I didn't necessarily know like how I was gonna do these Mm -hmm. two things um And I like that because especially if you're with somebody and you, you know, try something, sometimes it doesn't land the way that you wanted it to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then it's important to be able to shift and be like, okay, let's, let's try this. Um, I am a very touchy person. Mm -hmm. Physical touch is definitely my number one love language. And so like, I'm, I just, actually people have you know, at my shows, have had to specifically be like, okay, do you like being touched? Because if you don't, you probably should not do a scene with, with me because I I very much
2: want to... <laughs> a happy spot.
0: Yeah, that is a happy spot. Um, yeah, but I just, I love to touch people. It's, it's more of how I communicate.
2: What is your feeling touching the catsuit?
0: I love this catsuit. It's so soft. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the cro- claws come out. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, shiny and silky and soft. That's really nice.
2: I called it a sensation amplifier. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Because I'm sure you've worn outfits where you can feel the tightness and it gives you a sensation before anybody even touches you. But when they do,
0: So this is, like, extra magnified.
2: I have always called catsuits the ultimate mindfulness exercise. Oh. Because at any time, I realize that something's touching my inner thigh. (laughs) But at the same time, my back shoulder is being caressed, and so is the bottom of my foot, and then suddenly you get lost. (laughs) That feels Wonderful. You are a sensual dom. You love the sensuality of it. I do. I do. Can you explain the difference from your perspective between sensual and sexual? Sensual and
0: sexual. Um, well, (laughs) I think that something is sensual, um, when I am caressing you like this Mm -hmm. however this could also be sexual Mm -hmm. um I think that it depends on the person that I'm with and um how I'm feeling so sometimes I really just like to pet people and that to me is more sensual. um especially like I mean I have lots of submissives who do identify as some kind of pet um and so, like, just petting them very heavily is, is just wonderful for both of us. Um, sexual, I think, has a different energy to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more intense. It can be a little bit more visceral. And I tend to, if I'm doing something sexual to somebody, it's there's definitely more of, like, a sadistic Seen part
2: to it. It's interesting that you put those two together. <laughs>
0: yeah. I like, you know, well, if you knew me a little bit better, it wouldn't be that surprising. I mm-hmm. like really, really hard sexual things. Seven. I like my most favorite thing is when I can just go really, really fast and hard on somebody. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, as you know, from listening to some of my podcasts that. To me, sensual is always more desirable than sexual. Because I think the connection that two people have, the feeling and the energy between two people and being in the moment is what is authentically kinky for me. I agree. Because the first time I had a public scene, I remember coming out of it and being tearful. And the top said, Is everything okay? And I said, I just realized for the first time in years I was in the moment. I wasn't thinking of what happened before. I'm not thinking of what's gonna happen in the future. And in yeah. doubt. Beautiful feel, place to be. Do you feel that when you are scening or is it so much that you do have to plan what you're going to do?
0: Um Again, it depends on the person that I'm with so if we've if we've never played before um generally, I am a little bit more methodical uh, I have like a list of things that that the person has communicated with me that they enjoy and and that they don't enjoy, and it's always kind of feeling each other out those first few sessions mm-hmm. um, There are people that I have who. I don't have to do that one. And that's when it's really, really, like, I am very present in the moment of, like, I can also enter lands, I can also be here with you. Um, and we can kind of feel our energies together and see where it goes.
2: Energy is a key word for me always. Mm-hmm. Because even though you are two feet away from me, I feel your presence. and <laughs> kind. I love when that kind of presence happens, whether it's a play partner, whether it is a one to one session, whether it's in the middle of a play party, because it literally creates a world that exists when the rest of the world goes away. When I, <laughs> and that's the world
0: I want to live in. And second rounds. It's like a problem again. It's, it's the streamlands.
2: That's a true name. And i I better try to get out of streamland and try <laughs> to come up with more questions. <laughs> so the St. Andrew's Cross that I'm lovely, attached to so yes. lovingly, is this your favorite piece of equipment or what's your favorite piece of equipment?
0: Um... I think that I, I really like these columns Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to do more with that area. Personally, I love having people sprawled out um, so that I can like, especially if I'm doing like primal play, I'm like, you need to be fucking like spread out. Mm -hmm. Um, This cross I'm still getting used to actually. Um, It's a little bit, tall for me um and i'm and i'm experimenting you know this is a new space and i've had to move a few things around so that i have like enough room so i would say no not necessarily (laughs) um but valid answer i just happen to be attached to it at the current time you do happen to be attached to it yes it's a solid you know piece of
2: equipment it is one of the more solid crosses i've been on oh
0: yeah well, like I said, I like to, you know, fall hard and fast, too, so we
2: but- have to be secure. When someone is helpless, <laughs> My when you have made them helpless, do you want to make them even more helpless, or do you want to get them there early and play?
0: That's a really good question. Um, again, it depends. Um, it depends on who I'm with and my mood so my mood shifts you know frequently and I like to use that with my sessions and so like sometimes I want the person more available to me um, but sometimes I do want them to be very very helpless in those situations usually I will add um, some level of sensory deprivation hoods
2: for example so of a wonderful thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I heard that you were kind of afraid of
2: HUDs. I've become more used to them, however. And I think it's because the thing that I'm proudest of over the last three years since starting this podcast is how much I've grown into kink. I was a, sensu- uh, a sensation person. That's all I touch me, tie me up, make me happy. A fun. And now my queen, who I got to play with last week, said, I don't know what's happened to you, my dear knight. She calls me her knight. She says, I don't know where you get it from. I keep hurting you more and more, hurting being a a term of endearment. But you seem to love it more and more. And I don't know where that comes from because I hated pain growing up. So you started sensual and now you can take more and more pain. Right. And things uh, things that even though it's sensation, things like nipple clamps, things like gags, things like blindfolds that aren't just blindfolds, but the kind that you can open your eyes up in and get totally lost to in pain. I've started getting into gas masks and I never thought i'd do that <laughs> and there's one i'm dying to play with at my home dungeon the cincy sanctum that has a blow-up gag inside of it yes so do you have a dream piece of equipment that you have either used or want to get
0: yes i once i wore experiment like big extravagant long back dramatic chairs that I can sit in and people can worship.
2: Think so? Yeah, I need that. Talk to me about worship. Okay. I I understand what it's like to appreciate someone. I love a wonderful pair of shoulders. Uh, and I understand that your back is... A, <laughs> yes, it is. Which I have to... You go, everything, <laughs> loves everything to do with it. But to me, worshiping is the grandest form of appreciation I can ever give. And, what does it mean to you?
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, it feels really significant to be worshipped. Um, to me, it feels like it is a way to respect our dynamic. You are beneath nice me. You are um, submissive to me. I am more powerful than you, um, and you're gonna you're gonna worship me and tell me that I am. Um, I like that reinforcement, and I also really appreciate that people. Appreciate. me. <laughs> so yeah, I have spent you know years in the gym, and I do have a fantastic back. And I want people to suck and tell me that <laughs> and appreciate the hard work that I've done and continue to do.
2: I will share something with you that I don't think I've shared on the podcast yet. Ooh. Secrets. I am very attracted to a woman's shoulders. Mm. Gymnast's shoulders. Swimmer's shoulders. That's big show. And... Maybe it's because I worked in professional wrestling for a while, but it's so, Raquel Rodriguez in WWE has amazing shoulders and, that she loves to show off, but I think it's because it creates this foundation of what is coming at she. The
0: powerful person, the most you on.
2: Yes. Are you... You love to use your strength in scenes oh, yeah. that I have read. So how does that... Oh, God, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> I did not mean that. <laughs> okay. Um, tell... <laughs> uh, sometimes I open my mouth. <laughs> spit it out. Tell me. So tell me how that manifests itself within a good scene. Um, using my strength.
0: Uh, I love to, like, use my best, and I just got these
2: fun new, I'm just gonna grab them really quick. Like I said, uh-oh. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God.
0: Oh, yeah. And see, this is the other thing, suit is like, sometimes when I use certain things, it makes me meaner and more sadistic. This is one of those things. Yes. <laughs> so if I didn't have enough strength um, already, now I know this piece of metal. Um, and it just makes me want to, like, beat the shit out of you and beat your chest and oh, crush your boss and be really fucking mean. And then I'll catch you after brains. <laughs> Um, I also I really enjoy um pinning people like in between my thighs. And, like doing the backwards like mm-hmm. choke grab. Um and oh yeah, I tend to uh like drag people around and push them
2: and choke them a lot. Rough body play. Yes. Ah <laughs> I wish I was young enough to appreciate that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be nice to you today. Mm-hmm. Not so, just a little bit Bob. <laughs> she doesn't realize that my queen put some really nasty nipple clamps on
0: me. Ooh. <laughs> so they're extra <laughs> tender. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: Talk to me about Minnesota.
0: Were you born here? I was born here. Yes, I'm a Minnesota native. What's no, I called? I grew up in a small town of 2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Grew up in the country. We had 35 acres of land. We had sheep, horses, um, and months. lots of deer, dogs, cats, bunnies.
2: Um. Yeah. You talk about horses. Mm-hmm. That, is an, that is an animal that needs to be learned, that needs to be controlled. <clears throat> did, they, did that help you?
0: The helped me was that.
2: The person you are today? Oh, growing up with horses? Means...
0: Um, I don't know that I can definitively say that. Um, I always appreciated forces and, um, you know, just this big, gentle giant. Uh, a few f- people in my sphere school are interested in, in that kind of force fight. Play mm-hmm. um, and so that's been a really fun to experiment with. And I think, you know, my love of forces, my growing network forces, has made my appreciation for anything.
2: Speaking. You talked about your circles. That's something that's very important to you because you talked about in your bio about entering your circle. Tell me the difference. Your sphere. Your sphere. Sphere. Thank you. Your sphere. It's a hot word these days, especially with Las Vegas. But... I can only imagine the privilege it is to be inside of that sphere. <laughs> well,
0: I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um I I worked very hard. I am very I am very particular about about people that I engage with. And I know what my values are. And you know, I, I don't like to waste my time. So you're in my sphere then and, you know, you check a lot of the boxes. And you know, the people in
2: my sphere are very shit Minnesota is a place that has a number of wonderful prodongs. Oh yes. Old school, new school. Has all it schools. all schools? Has it been a good place to be because it does seem so accepting?
0: i think that you know minneapolis has a lot of potential in terms of the kink scene and it's been really fun to watch especially in the last year you know new folks kind of popping up and and you know seeing what they're doing and how they're being creative and how they're kind of carving out their space um i think that this community needs and could use a lot more you know i want i want this place to expand um, I just realized
2: that I'm feeling nicely stuck. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. Huh? <laughs> so you scared me a little bit earlier when you talked about the fact that you're in the process of making a medical room slash. I'm going to let you say it. Oh, a, a serial killer room. Yes. Edge play is something that I can. I can only imagine because I haven't done it. It's not something that, yes, I like a little bit of fair play. I like being put in a back bed and having that little twinge of I'm going to get let out. Talk to me alive. Yeah, alive. Talk to me about the mental aspect of what you do. Hey. <clears throat> what, is the, what are the one of the some of the things that you love to do? What are some of the things that you have to do? Huh.
0: What do I love versus what do I have to do? Um, I love being able to be creative. And um, I love it when I get people who want to uh, explore my fetishes as well. Um, so that overlap is always really fun. Um you really like it when people when I can scare people and when I know that I've been Mm -hmm. scaring them um that's really good um so that's probably one of my favorite things is this being able to scare
2: people um Mm -hmm.
0: What do I not love about this this work? That's what you're asking. No,
2: oh, well, I
0: think you would love. Or what so do I? About what this. do I? What do I have to do? Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? Um, I have to get things set up. I have mm-hmm. to get things, you know, torn down. That always takes a lot of time. Um, I have to take notes. Um, and that's you know that's an area that I both love paint because I like being able to, you know, go over what I did and, you know, build up on that. But also like after a session, I'm like, I wanna like down now mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and not take notes. Um so and also, you know, nobody tells you this, but when you become a Kodam, you have to know how to like, you know, build the website and, you know, put up a St Andrews mm-hmm. Cross and, you know, things like that. So those are things I never thought that I would have to learn how to do.
2: Some of the handiest <laughs> people I know are doms. Right. Yeah, because you have to learn that stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Taking notes. Yes. I love writing about scenes. That okay. are, I love reliving them. Mm-hmm. But as a pro dom, I would guess that the notes might be a little bit different.
0: Um. Yes, it's not really a story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to use bullet points. Bullet points, Um, You know, quick kind of writings. Um, but I do also write short stories. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, one of the ways that I'm able to, to kind of expand on as well.
2: Well, it's break time. Okay. Though I'm always scared what happens during break time. Oh, uh, I mean... I didn't get to play on this
0: nearly enough.
2: (laughs) Uh, This is Authentically Kinky. We're presented by Dating Kinky with special thanks to kinkstermerch.com. Uh-oh.
1: Authentically Kinky is the official podcast of FetishCon. Join us for the largest trade show in fetish in 2024. It's in St. Petersburg, Florida, August 8th through 11th, and you can get all the information at fetishcon.com visit our Authentically Kinky store at kinkstermerch.com. You can find empowering designs for all you authentically kinky people, as well as an entire range of designs for all the kinksters in your life, all at kinkstermerch.com. If you want to catch episodes of the old What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want or any of Authentically Kinky's previous shows, you can find links to them all at authenticallykinky.com. Now, let's get back to John and their guests on Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale.
2: Welcome back to Authentically Kinky's. Event. Joined by Mistress Riley.
0: Mm, this is going to be tight on you. Yes, I believe it
1: it's
0: going to
2: be so tight. Ah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm just... So a straight jacket. Yes. No, just... So much to it. Or else. You have leather straight jackets, you have rubber straight jackets, and then you have Old Faithful. <laughs> when were you first introduced to one of these?
0: Um, you know what? One of my clients just randomly showed up with it. Oh, like, yeah, I mean. And so that was probably like two years ago. Yeah, that's really? right. And um it's a good piece of tire. Oh uh,
2: yeah, you just you just relax. <laughs> it's- a lot like rope when it is put on you. Uh especially by a skilled whither or dom. There's a certain hypnosis that goes with it. (laughs) And I'm actually feeling that as you pull this on me. What are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling like I'm going to feel so bound up I need mean, to pull on, I so harshly. I said so little that's small bit. for you, but, which means it's just extra, extra tight. <laughs> there, oh, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. You turn. Mm.
2: Yes, when don't stand to
0: <laughs>
2: you take great girl. I'm going to be very nice to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, careful what you're going to say. Better be a compliment. No, look, I don't it. think you finished your, your comment though. You said you're going to be a great one.
2: You should all my friend of mine. Yeah. But I was talking about the hypnosis of having it put on, and the the feeling that one has when placed in something which makes them helpless. I think you know I identify as a damsel. Sub. <laughs> um, Don't know if sub would ever be the right term for me. Although I would not very much like to investigate that. So I, uh, I once asked somebody what the difference between the submissiveness slave was.
0: Dumb.
2: It yes, I do my best.
0: Good job. That was really good, actually. That was really good.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to keep my hips. Oh, hurry up. Oh. There we go. We need two you know,
0: It would have been easier for you, i much you... Start in this position. We all like easy around tap.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all
0: right, damsel. I want to see if you can get on your butt. <laughs> hey.
2: Hey. Hey.
0: My like just stuck. I can disappear. we
2: better
0: There we go. That's better. <laughs> Nearly missed, a I'll take special apologies.
2: But I felt safe with you. So there we go. Okay. So I was talking about. The difference between submissive and slave? Yes. What does that mean to
0: you? Well, a slave to me is somebody who really has no worth and is just there to do whatever I want them to do. Um, they don't matter. I don't really care about them. Um, they are an object. Versus a submissive, um, I feel like there's space in that, within my definition, for people to be a full human being, um, and you know, for me to have have more feelings for. If it makes sense.
2: Full disclosure. Yes. I've done a, a few of these in-person interviews, and I don't think I've ever felt like I'm in a scene like I have been with this. My head is filling with just wonderful thoughts, and that's not the way I usually—I'm usually able to be very professional and—and and I'll need. I say, and broadcaster like. Yeah,
0: so, what do you think that is?
2: Safety for one, it's just feeling connected for another, and the fact that we've been talking about this for almost years.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We have been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. And that, you know, I think is important, right? Like, when I can get to know people, um, well, over time, um, and they don't just see me once, they come and see me again and again and again. Um, I think that that really helps build a lot of trust and safety, like you're saying. Um, And it just makes the scene and the time together a lot richer, And, and you can go a little bit deeper with people, I
2: think yeah this is obviously a very very vulnerable position for me. I do like how my catsuit suit goes with your rug perfectly it
0: does it does <laughs> yeah. you, you blend in very nicely with my studio. It's true.
2: <laughs> when do you know you've taken somebody there?
0: Oh, to Dreamlands <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I can feel it. Um, It's energetic, and I think there's definitely, you know, a change in the person's demeanor um, Um, versus the way that they may have shown up at the beginning of the session. Well, that's
2: Texas. This is what I'm talking about when I... Is it funny that that made me feel safe? (laughs) See, that's how I get you. Maybe not that much. No. That's how I get you. The ambiance in this place is so wonderful. I yeah. I love your neon. I love all the toys being totally live out. Yeah. And
0: did you see those? Look up. What did the... oh.
2: oh. Yes. <laughs>
0: That's always, you know, a nice little surprise when people are laying down.
2: I heard. <sighs> So this is a new space for you. How it amazing is. was it to be able to have this space?
0: Um, it feels really good. It feels really exciting. Um, this is the first space that I feel like feels like mine. <laughs> um, in that, I, I mean... In of itself is is really empowering. Um, I love the color with the black and the purple and fucking the Einstein. This is <laughs> my name, and it really just feels really magical. And I feel really excited to be able to you know have more spaces that I can or more rooms that I can you know create.
2: You have, give off the vibes and the energy of an old-school dime.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
2: But you're still relative, relatively young.
0: Yeah, I'm really curious about that. What makes you feel like I have the, the energy of,
2: of an old-school dime? Confidence. Okay. Okay. The ability to use your voice. In a way, because so, so many so many people who are just starting to be a Dom don't understand how to use a voice and how to use their eyes, and you've done both today.
0: yes, yeah, somebody once told me that they feel like I have my eyes are kinky and deep. Stitch <laughs> 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 you feel like that's true Can't say. Stand- my Kinky and Dave. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I don't know whether to be embarrassed or just over the moon happy, and I think I'm both.
0: Yeah. What do you have to be embarrassed about?
2: <laughs> that I would feel like this in the middle of an interview. <laughs> because the interview is about you. It's not about me. Yeah. Yeah. We're delving deeper into
0: your feelings. (laughs) I have a tendency to do that. So So,
2: what are your dreams? Where do you see yourself going from here?
0: I, I really want to learn more. I want to get better at um, what I already know. And I want to expand on on my skills. Um, And so that's, you know, kind of where I'm at and and what my goals are. And I also would like to, you know, finish
2: at least this level of my studio space. I can't wait to see it when it's all finished. Yeah, thank you. I think it'll be
0: even better than I already am.
2: May I come back and knock on your door again? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. How do people follow you, and if they want to keep in touch with all your goings-on, what's the best way to do that?
0: Um, Set Life or Twitter are the things that I have. Um, also my website. And Ryan,
2: the dot c I don't want this to end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being... Such a wonderful host to me and welcoming me into your spot.
0: Yes, thank you as well. Thank you for, you know, suggesting this and coming all the way here. I'm really, really excited, and, and I feel really honored to be on this interview. This is my first ever kink <laughs> interview. You know, let's make sure. it's so not going my lie, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Deal. Peace. (laughs) I'm John. I'm authentically kinky, and I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. Thank you. Peace
1: (laughs) out. Joining us for the show, you can get all the information on the podcast by visiting authenticallykinky.com. You can find our theme song on Spotify. It's called Freya by Masuna, and you can find links to their work on our website as well. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, poly, queer, trans folks, and anyone not quite vanilla,
0: and it's free.